Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. For many of us, our eyes glaze over when it comes to our pension, even if it's going to be quite a few years before we draw it down. The same could be said for healthcare benefits from your employer. Many don't know how we can access them and don't even use its services. This is where the Irish startup Yonder comes in. It is the new B2B platform to enable companies to sell simplified pensions and healthcare services online. And they've just signed a deal with Irish Life to do exactly that. Luke Mackey is the co-founder and chief executive of Yonder. Good morning, Luke, and congratulations. Morning, Joe. How are you? Tell us a little bit about what Yonder does in simple terms. Of course. Um, So if you've ever set up a pension or health insurance or life insurance for your company, so if you're part of the HR department or the finance department, you'll probably recognize how slow offline um, and expensive this usually is. And not all companies really want that at all. What we do is we make it really, really easy for smaller and growing companies and their employees to access core benefits, like like mentioned, um, not just locally, but internationally too. And that just means your HR and your company and your finance department are just saving a ton of time and ultimately cost. Um, for employees, we have a really easy to use app as well. So they take complete control. So they can enroll in their health insurance, can enroll in their pension themselves in a matter of seconds um, and they take ownership. So it's, it's, it feels like it's theirs. It feels like it's, they're enrolling in the health insurance that matters to them, matters to their family. They can add their kids in there as well and they can go for a plan that might be out of budget or they can go for a pension that is more suitable to them. Um, yeah, that's us. Yeah, it's interesting how you, you mentioned internationally. So if you, for example, work for an Irish company, but you're based in Germany, can Yonder help them access the German healthcare system and the German pension uh, scheme? In a lot of ways, yeah, yeah. So we, when we started the company, we realized that the whole market has changed. So if you look at right back to COVID, there was, say, I had friends who were starting companies in Ireland, but they were immediately looking at hiring internationally. And the benefits problem was, wasn't just a thing that was an Irish problem now. It was like, okay, well, how do I make sure this, this employee in Portugal or this contractor in Portugal I've just hired, how do I make sure they have parity or how do I make sure that they are, get the coverage that the Irish team get? And um, so when we set up Yonder, we knew that this was, it had to be global from day one. So we made, we had integrations with likes of Allianz as well internationally. So if I'm um, trying to, if I just hired someone in, in say Germany, I can immediately switch on a package for an employee in, 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 in that market. They can access the app, they can roll straight away and they're covered in seconds, all kind of done in a matter of clicks. Now you set up the company barely a year and a half ago. Yeah, literally January 2022. <laughs> and you've managed to get funding. How did you manage to get funding? We've just been speaking um, to about the Deep Tech Fest and how uh, companies need to make sure they have a proof of concept ready to go before they put their hand out or go cap in hand. We we did so I like I probably spent the sort of a year um, trying to dive into the space. This wasn't, this wasn't a space I I had much experience with. I build consumer products and marketplaces before for the guts of six or seven years, and I knew that what I wanted to build, what I was building there, I wanted to translate into this domain because it was it was so offline. It was very legacy based. Um, so when we went in and we decided myself and my other two co-founders that you know what we we need if no one else is going to solve this, I think we need to. Um, we had a fairly strong vision and we had already had kind of customers lined up. Um, so when we went to go raise money, uh, we, we definitely kind of raised a lot more than we expected to, but it was a much more uh, straightforward process because everyone was singing off the same hymn sheet as us being like, yeah, this, you're right, there is a huge gap here. How do we get involved? 
Um, so we raised 2.6 million in January 20, 2022 as well. And since then, we've grown the team up to 12 people in three countries. And we launched the product in November of last year. And we're just onboarding companies every week, every, every week at the moment at a, a kind of a, a growing pace. We, we, we were kind of, on, we're definitely onto something in terms of the growth and the demand we're seeing. Yeah. And uh, getting back to the fact that you got 2.6 million euro, that is that is not the norm for completely new companies. I presumed you had, from the get go had customers in mind or semi in your pocket. We did. We, we had a wait list of about 80, 90 companies already signed up. And then we had insurers that already wanted to work with us. So that was a really good place to start. So when you're raising that kind of capital, you, you can make it possible for uh, those investors to, to really understand the need by putting them on the phone call with some of those customers and saying, hey, this is a problem that I have. These guys are going to solve it for me. When can, we, when can we get that product? Which is obviously extremely helpful and great to hear as a, as a pr- prospective investor. And it's not as if um, healthcare or pension provision was in your background. You used to work for the ride-hailing service Bolt. Exactly. And that kind of comes, com- comes back to what I was saying earlier. We were always kind of solving consumer problems. That was like the, the, I, the company I started before, Bolt was in again it was it was for it was it was a consumer app both as a consumer app it was about that end user and it's if you can translate that really good user experience that whether it's ordering a coffee in your phone or ordering a taxi in your phone um it makes it just completely seamless and you can translate that to this domain it's you're, you're on to a winner right like you're if you're if you're making that user experience just absolutely delightful then it's gonna it, you're gonna do something really well and that's really good in the space that is very, um, as you know, can be quite frictionless, full of friction. Absolutely. What's it like out there, uh, Luke? You're much further down the line than a lot of startups. You're almost even to a scale-up size. What's it like out there in the post-Silicon Valley bank kind of nervousness? I think, well, it's, I'm not going to say it's, 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 it's great, if I'm honest. I, I think it's a lot of fear and anxiety in the market, um, particularly after the last few weeks. I don't think that's getting any better. I think people... I, th- I think I said this a lot, of t- a lot last year that this year is really where we're going to see the pain. Uh, it sounds awful, but it's just uh, there is a, a kind of a larger, uh, like a broader e- economy issue that's happening, and I think that will that's going to actually affect VC. It's going to affect the angel investor side of things. So uh, what I've been saying to any entrepreneurs is, is raise now if you can. Try raise in the in the first half of this year, or if you haven't already, try raise now. Um, because it's going to get a little bit worse. It's going to get worse than actually it is. So uh, batten down the hatches, make sure you have the runway and make sure that you, you can focus on building a company, not just staying alive. Yeah. Is is it of any use to, to read uh, in the last hour that Silicon Valley Bank have been bought by First Citizens, i.e., you know, they have been bailed out and kind of found a new home? I think it's part of a broader issue in the U.S. at the moment. There's, I think this is more of a government issue and a more of an, a, a federal um, issue around how they're putting confidence back into the into into the banks. Um, this isn't just a Silicon Valley Bank issue. We've seen it happen with multiple others. We saw it happen with Credit Suisse. So the banks that aren't properly set up to handle um, the interest rates and handle what's happening in the in, in the market right now are going to have trouble. So they that needs to be solved very quickly. And otherwise, you're just going to continue to happen. So that, that's just a trickle down effect of what's happening in startups. I think it was more of a direct impact on startups due to the fact that Silicon Valley Bank was where most companies were holding, or a good a good chunk of companies in 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 as it was in, in in San Fran and like across the US were holding their holding their capital. Um, I think a lot of startups right. have now learned as well how to diversify their treasury. 
Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and telling us about Yonder and best of luck as you go forward. That is Luke Mackey, the co-founder and chief executive of Yonder. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on Newstalk.